Beloved, you are about to listen to a message from Reverend Prince Lai. Reverend Prince Lai is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of Rescue. wants us to talk about a very very simple story that God gave me as I was asking the Lord God what do I do tonight God said you see I want you to talk about the good Samaritan as the one by do you know the story of the good Samaritan all right let's go to Luke chapter 10 and let's read about the good Samaritan and others so I'm talking to you about the good Samaritan and others the good Samaritan and others. Oh, if you are clapping, do that better. The good Samaritan and others. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. Verse 30. And I want us all to read it. Verse 30. One go. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his clothes and wounded him and departed leaving him half dead. 31. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In other words, a priest was passing and he dodged. He dodged the, the man. Verse 32. And likewise, a Levite. A Levite is like a singer in the church. They, they, they were singing in the church. A Levite, and, a, and likewise a Levite, go on, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by another side. Wow. <laughs> the pastors and the church workers. The priest is the pastor, the Levite, they work in the church. They like passing by unconcern. Verse 33, one go. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed, now wait, when we say somebody is a Samaritan, it's from the town called what? Samaria. So he's called Samaritan. But a certain Samaritan, one go, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. 35. And went to him and bound his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. And set him on his donkey or beast, donkey, and brought him to a hotel or a, an inn and took care of him. Amen. In those days, at the inns, they have like first aid, hospital, those kind of clinic kind of thing. That's what it's talking about. Go on. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two Ghana cities and gave them to the host. And said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spend more, when I come again, I will repay you. 36. 
Which now of these three? Now Jesus is asking the people a question. Which of these three do you think behaved as a neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? Clap your two hands for the Lord. Which of these three thought about others? Which of the three? The priest, the Levite who is a church worker, or the Samaritan. And Samaritan, they were like unbelievers. They don't go to church. They, they are not the Christians in those days. They are the strange people. So Jesus is asking them that among these three, the religious people, the pastor came, the church worker came, none of them did anything good. But this Samaritan, unbeliever, he rather attended to the other person. So which of them is a good man? And your guess is as good as mine. The Samaritan. Clap your two hands together for the Lord. So now, that is the simple story of the good Samaritan. But now, as I was reading and meditating, I came across the Samaritan and others. And I decided to delve a little into it, to look at the scripture for myself. And as I was reading, I was seeing the things in a different light. Not as your Sunday school teacher taught you, but in another way. Hallelujah. And that is what I seek to share with you in the next few minutes. So things that through the spiritual spectacles I saw. Number one. Things to note. Number one. The man represents the spiritual condition of all sinners. The man there who fell among thieves represents the spiritual condition of all thieves. Can I hear an amen? Of all sinners. That man who fell among, Bible says that he left Jerusalem and was going down to Jericho. And he fell among thieves. And they beat him. They took his garment. They beat him till they thought he was dead. He was half dead. So they concluded that he was dead. Then they left him there. And this is how sinners are. Every sinner you see out there is a victim of the threefold ministry of Satan. Say the threefold ministry of Satan. The devil has a threefold assignment in the lives of people. Jesus told us in John chapter 10 verse 10. says the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come to give life. Amen. So this particular guy, when he fell among the thieves, what did they do to him? They stole his clothes. That's one of the work of the enemy stole his garment they beat him that means they destroyed his body they inflicted damages on his body to the extent that they thought they have achieved the last one which is to kill so the bible says he was half dead he looked like a dead man so they thought they have fulfilled it now this is what the devil has done to every human being you see out there without jesus christ they have a false identity but their true identity have been stolen by the enemy. That is why you see a man who is a man says he's now a woman. That is why a woman who is a, a woman says now I'm a man. They go for surgery and all kinds of things. Putting that aside, there are a lot of people out there who are living with a wrong identity of themselves. The devil has made them think that they are hardcore. They are stubborn. They are Ghana most beautiful. They are, they, are, they are slave queens. They are, they, are, 
they are uh, 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 fresh guys who must go out there and you know nobody can say no to them somewhere somehow the devil has stolen the identity the child of God identity see when the brothers of Joseph laid hands on him the first thing they did was to take his identity the garment because your dress represents your identity that is why when Isaac was ascertaining whether Jacob or Esau he checked the dress so spiritually when you have a dream they have taken away your, 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 your dress you need prayer and that is why when Isaac was blessing, he said that for you smell, hmm, the, the smell of your dress in the spirit can determine what will happen in your life, whether you'll be favored or not. And so when the devil lays hands on an innocent girl, he turns her into a hardcore girl and all of a sudden tattooing herself, changing, piercing her tongue, her navel, every part of her body will be pierced. Because in her mind, she has a wrong identity of herself. When the devil lays hands on an innocent church boy and corrupt him, all of a sudden, he turns into something else. And you see him, you can't recognize him. Because spiritually, his garment is taken away. And this gentleman... When the enemy laid hands on him, the first thing they did was to take away. He has forgotten with. That is why certain people go from church. When the devil lays hands on they forget that they have even been church boys before. They forget their father is a pastor. They forget that they have been raised from mission house before. A lot of them go to the universities and they behave as though they are not coming from churches. Coming from mission houses. Amen. But I pray that if the devil has tempered with your identity spiritually, may it be restored. I said, may it be restored. I said, you are being restored. So all sinners out there are living a deceptive life. Say they are living a deceptive life. You see, they think they are happy. And you see, unfortunately, you, the believer, also think they are happy. They are rather living a wonderful life. They are rather having fun. They are rather chilling. They are rather having a good life. You rather think that Christianity is boring. True or not true? You look at them on the television and you rather aspire. It's like the believer is not aspiring to be like this slave queen. But you, somewhere, somehow, you feel like they are living a wonderful life. You feel like, Tale, this is actually what I want to become. You sort of indirectly, unconsciously desire to be like them. And so, you don't even know that these people are living a deceptive life. They are, their identity has been falsified. You don't even know it. You're unconscious about it. They themselves too think that they're enjoying. How many of you know that the fish's natural habitat is the water? And as long as the fish is in the water, that's his true place, his true, like he's in himself. But when the fish is in the water, you see the fish just swimming smoothly, going up and down. But you observe that when you bring the fish out and you put the fish in your konko chinzen, you see that when there is no water in it, the animal will be jumping. How many of you realize that? Jumping, turning everywhere down in the sea. Those of you who have observed such fishes, you realize that the more they jump, it means they are getting closer to their death. It means they are struggling to survive. But you will think they are happy as they keep jumping. And they keep jumping. The time is ticking. The time is ticking. Those friends of yours that you keep watching on your social media, 
on your statuses and you see them. They are twerking. You see them. They are fooling. You see them with girls here and there and you feel like they are enjoying. Their time is ticking. God is where every man came from. Bible says that man is a breath from God. God breathed us out of him. That means that every man came from him. So God is the natural habitat for every human being. And every human being who is outside God may be jumping today, but time is ticking. May be jumping today, but time is ticking. May be jumping today, but time is ticking. One day, you will be out of the scene. May you never suffer that faith. May God save you before it's too late. Because some of you, you are here, you are living that false identity. You are in church. When you come, you clean your mouth. Then when you step out there, you take another identity. So the, the man over there, like, that's how every sinner, you see, drug addicts who look some way, when they become Christians, all of a sudden, the glory comes. Because that is your original habitat. Number two, God gave man several chances to be saved. Do you realize that from verse 31, after the guy suffered in verse 30, what every human being is suffering from the hands of the devil, verse 31, what did the Bible say? And by chance, say chance, when I got there, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, everyone you pass by, or everyone who passes by you, may be an act of chance. It may be their last chance. The Bible says that, and by chance, a priest passed by. It was a chance God was giving to the man, but the priest didn't know. The priest was only thinking about going to do church. Let me get to church and go and do church. But God is giving another sinner a chance to be saved. The Levite, who is also a church worker, they sing, they usher, they clean. They are called Levites in the Bible. When you see them, they are called Levites. Out of them, they pick the priests. The rest of them, they all work as church workers. The Levites also passed. Said, no, 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 I'm busy. I have to get to church and clean everything. So you can't waste my time. The Levite also did not know that God was giving the man a second chance. And God went on to give the man a third chance. What if the Samaritan also failed? The man would have died. Listen, every human being is half dead. Say every human being is half dead. Do you know why? Because in Adam, we all died. There's a part of you, your spirit is dead. The spirit of every sinner is dead. He's just waiting for the rest, which is the body to die. That's all. So every human being passing there is half dead. Like that man beating half dead. He's just waiting for someone to come and resurrect him. And that is where Christ comes in. When you present Christ to someone, his spirit comes back to life. So every man out there is half dead. Like that man. And we need to bring them back to life. So that they will have eternity, alive with God. Not dead in hell. They've been separated from God. That's one death. And they will enter into hell. That's the final death. And it will be, fun, it will be finished. That's why we call it first death and second death. The lake of fire is called second death. As for this earth, what will happen here is not death. It's called sleep. It's not death. It's change of your dress. You've, you've changed your physical dress. It's like you have now entered into your realm. Ankasa. That's what you call funeral. Death here. That's not death according to the Bible. There are two types of death. Spiritual death 
and second death, which is eternal death. So every human being born is born with sin. So already you are dead half. Adam in T born in account. Half. You are half dead. And you are finally dead. Forever and ever you'll be there without God. I hear what I'm saying. How many chances are we blowing away? How many people are dying because there is no good Samaritan? How many people are heading to hell because there is no good Samaritan? How many? How many are we skipping? How many are we sorting out? How many are we ignoring? Chance at salvation. Somebody's salvation is dependent on this chance. Oh, this chance that God has given to that gentleman. Today we are reading it, but when they were passing by him, they didn't know it was a chance. But the Bible captured it so well. 31. It said, and by a chance. In other words, God did so well to give the guy a chance to be saved. And you are blowing it away. That is why when we stand before eternity, God will judge us. That is why judgment is about what you did to others. The next thing that I saw is that the other two religious people didn't think about the welfare of others as service to God. Why would a pastor, you are, you are, you are going to church, oh, and you chance on this dying man, and you pretend like you didn't see them, you go. It's because he's thinking about his time. True or not true? He's thinking about Charlie. I, I have people guarded, guarded. I'm going to preach. I have a church already. Why, why should I think about other people? I'm doing well already. I have a congregation already. But you see, they didn't see that thinking about others is also service to God. They just thought coming to clean the church is service to God. You don't know that bringing others to Christ is more service to God. You didn't sing it in the church. It's service to God. You don't know that bringing others to Christ is more of service to God. The life of this brother too matters. The church worker passed and didn't know that this one also matters. Listen, don't be consumed with only yourself. Think about others. Don't be consumed with only your church. Think about others. God can use you to raise other churches elsewhere. God can use you to plant other ministries elsewhere. Number four, there are three types of Christians. You see, when, when I looked through, I saw in this scripture that there are three types of Christians. One, or A, those who see but pretend not to see that others need God. So there are those who see. They are seen. You see, sometimes you sit in the car. Then the Holy Spirit even tell you that talk to this brother. Then you pretend he didn't hear. And the next group is what? Those who see, acknowledge they have seen, yet they don't do anything about it. Those are the Levites. The Levites, they saw. And they got close and checked. Oh, look how he has been beaten. This world is not, it's not fair at all. Hey, then when they finished, but I'm in a hurry. See, I'm the one leading the song today. Then they, they, they went. You see, those are the group of people. You see them, then you know that this one is not born again. And you accept it. And you tell yourself, you next time I'll invite. That's what today, today I'm doing something. So you have admitted, say, oh, yeah, Jesus. You have admitted that, oh, you, you talk to him. But you postpone it. What if that's the last chance the person has? You postpone it. So for them, they don't pretend like they're priest. They get close, check, sympathize. But listen to me, sympathy 
is no replacement for empathy. Hmm? And empathy is what we call compassion. Say compassion. Sympathy is no substitute for compassion. Compassion means you feel and you act on it. I feel, oh, I'm sorry. Then you do something about it. That is compassion. Sympathy means, oh, oh, sorry. So you have some in your pocket. You will never give. Why? That sympathy. They will cry with you, but they will never do something about it. May we act. May we take actions. Say actions. The final group, they are those who see, acknowledge the helplessness of others, and go ahead to pay any price to save them. Those who see, acknowledge that the person need help and goes ahead to pay every price to save the person. So three groups. Those who see and pretend that they have not seen that the people need help. And secondly, those who see and acknowledge the helplessness of others but are unwilling to pay the price to save them. And then finally, those who see, acknowledge the helplessness of others and go ahead to pay any price to save them. Number five. Jesus commended the man who attended to others, even though he wasn't a religious man. Jesus endorsed the unbeliever, even though he wasn't a religious person. He wasn't a pastor. He wasn't a church worker. But Jesus said, the Samaritan, he's the guy. He's the man. He's the one who have done well. I pray that when you step into eternity, after you die, may heaven endorse you. May you not be a selfish person. May heaven endorse you. That you lived your life for others. May nothing take you out of winning souls. May nothing. If you have stepped out, come back. Or whatever you think you are doing in the church. It doesn't have eternal rewards like soul winning. Don't joke with your life. Then finally, every one of us will be tested with others. Every one of us will be tested with others. The priest was tested. The Levite was tested. And the unbeliever was tested. That means I will be tested. Your elders will be tested. Your shepherds will be tested. Cell leaders will be tested. And you ordinary members, you will be tested. May you not fail your test. I said, may you not fail your test. I said, may you not fail your test. May you not be disobedient like Jonah. Jonah failed his test to go and preach to others. And you saw what happened to him. Jonah practically died. And was resurrected three days after from the belly. He died. Nobody goes to a fish belly and come back. It's not, it's not a living place. He died. And he, he resurrected. That's why Jesus compared it to his resurrection. That it will be my resurrection. My death will be like Jonah. Because Jonah died. No, listen, don't risk your life. Don't risk your life. Don't risk your future with God. Pass your test. Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Reverend Prince Lai. If you have been blessed by this message and have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. 
Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko, adjacent Best Point Savings and Loan, Odoko Market. For more information, please call 0543-248-982 or 0241-372-895. God richly bless you.